Welcome to Climate Anxiety and the Kid Question, a podcast that explores climate change, how it impacts our emotions and sense of well-being in the world, and ultimately how we feel about having and raising children in this climate-altered landscape. I'm your host, Jade Sasser. In this episode, I'm talking to Camilla, a recent university graduate from the San Francisco Bay Area. Camilla has a lot of concerns about the future, getting a job, having financial security, relationships, and remaining healthy. On top of all of that is climate change, which for her is complicated by racism. She wants children, but can she feel comfortable raising them in a world with so many problems? Let's get into it. Okay, so my first question for you is, how do you identify in terms of race, gender, age, and where you're from? Um, I'm black and Asian, uh, female, and I'm from originally Oakland, California. Oh, you're from Oakland. I didn't know that. I lived in Oakland for a long time. So what would you say in terms of, if you were to think about how you grew up, um, what the attitudes were in terms of having children and how many children is a good number to have, what kind of attitudes or values do you think you were raised with? Um... Honestly, I, thinking back on it, I don't think I've ever really talked about family with my parents or other family or anything like that. I think because, like, and I, I guess I don't really have, like, an idea of what an ideal family should be because I was always hopping between my mom and my dad. And I don't know, I guess it's not really a conventional family uh, dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really have like an ideal amount of children or I guess a family should be. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Do you ever have those conversations with your friends? Um, I mean, my friends would talk about like how many kids they would want and I'd be like, we're talking about this now, (laughs) you know, I'd be happy with, you know, one kid or two kids, you know, like I, I would be happy with just any, like any amount, honestly, but kids just thinking about childbirth it's (laughs) kind of unsettling yeah and how many of your friends usually say they want like three four or more and I'm just like so do you notice any gender difference in how many kids your friends want yeah actually usually um my guy friends they always want more like a a high number of kids and I'm just like like, we had to reverse roles I think you're (laughs) I think if y'all would be able to give birth you wouldn't be saying so much but I don't know. It's always usually with the guy friends who want the higher amounts. Mm -hmm. And um, are you single or do you have a partner? I'm single. So when you have, have you ever been in a relationship before? Yeah, um, I recently, me and my boyfriend broke up like, mm, I don't know, I think six months ago, almost six months ago. Um, But we were together for like almost three years. Okay. Did you two ever have conversations about the future and whether you wanted kids or not? I mean, we talked about it like, oh, like we both eventually wanted kids, but we're just really focused on graduating. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, so it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you do at some point want to have one child or more. Yes, Okay. I do. Okay. Um, 
How do issues, whether it's environmental issues, social issues, other issues, things that are happening in the world, how do they shape how you feel about the possibility of being a parent? Um, it kind of stresses me out because like seeing how I grew up, like my my mom didn't have much money. I live with her predominantly. Like, um, like we're, I don't know, stressed about like food insecurity, um, housing, just affordability to live. And it was just kind of like a struggle growing up trying to, I don't know, I guess survive mm-hmm. um, with not that much support. So it's like, I always think about that. Like I would like to be in an, ideal financial situation I would like to be an ideal environmental situation like I remember like before because like we're my mom was applying for section eight um and then we she ended up getting a house and I just seen like I don't know a lot of pollution and I was just like no mom I don't want to live here like I know it's like more affordable but and like it's closer to where we go to school because I had to commute a lot for school uh growing up because I live in Oakland, but I went to Pinal. Um So it was a lot closer, but it's just I didn't want to live there because I didn't know how it would affect me. Like, I had asthma at the time um, because my dad had it, and I didn't want <laughs> – I didn't know how it was going to affect me or my breathing. So I didn't want to live there, and, like, I think about that even now. Like, yes, things could be affordable, and, like, I would like an ideal, nice stability financially, environmentally, but it's, like, I don't want to – I guess, put my future children in the same situations that I was put in growing up. What is your ideal financial situation? What would make you feel like, okay, now I can have a kid? Um, I guess I would say, like, I honestly don't know, like, the ranges and, like, how how much I would make a year, I guess, um, to live. But just something where I can comfortably live, like, pay all my bills, and have some money left over like I guess I'd have like a stable home like not at risk of losing um I think that would make me feel like okay I can have a kid now or like in a stable Mm -hmm. relationship as well because doing the back and forth is it's not fun (laughs) right so now I'm gonna shift gears and start asking you specifically about climate change um what role if any does climate change play in your life or your thoughts or, you know, any part of your reality? Um, it plays a lot in my life, honestly, because, well, being in the Bay and stuff, <laughs> when I first came here to college, people thought I was crazy because <laughs> I had an issue with everything. I was just like, this water tastes funny. This air, like, it's there's something different. There's something off about it. And they're just like, it's air. It's water. I'm just like, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> and they just thought I was crazy. <laughs> they thought I was crazy. I was just complaining. Yeah. But it does play a big effect because um, for a long time and stuff, like, I never had a car. Um, and so, yeah, it's been almost a year since I had a car. Um, like, this month, I just got my car last year. And it's just been a lot very difficult to like get around and like being out here in Riverside, I feel like things are getting like a lot harder. It's a lot difficult to get around. Um, the air quality is a lot like worse. And um, my asthma came back for a little bit. So that made things pretty bad for a little while. Um, I had developed unknown allergies, well, allergies that I didn't have before. And I had to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, they talked to me about it. They said, like, depending on your environment, 
like you can develop allergies and then after taking some classes learning that some allergies can develop just because of pollution or um different pollutants in the environment so it has a big effect in my life um it's affected yeah it's affected my life um since i've been in college even before college um i guess yeah i think that's i think that's how like the big summary of it i guess well you started by saying that it affects your life uh in part because you come from the bay area what does coming from the bay have to do with it um well being in the bay things like the water is a lot cleaner the air is a lot clearer like there's the transportation's great because you don't necessarily need a car to get around mm-hmm. everywhere so there's not as much car pollution um going around um i think that's probably a lot of the basis of it um and then just coming out here like i also learned that a lot of the water out here in socal is recycled from like northern area um so like that affects like the water quality even coming out here and because being in socal there's not really great transportation it's like you need a car to get everywhere so it's like higher pollution it's a lot hotter out here um yeah i think yeah that's that's what i meant when in the contrasting differences yeah so i mean a lot of what you've described is like environmental pollution air pollution water pollution how do you see those issues as being directly connected to climate change? I mean, all of the pollution contributes to climate change and like the weather getting hotter or contrasting differently or drastically. Um, well, after taking like a few classes and just getting a better understanding of it. Um, like when the pollutants like go into the air, whether it's from cars, um, or plastics that's just discarded randomly on the streets. It'll go into the air and affect the ozone layer, mm-hmm. like on the outside, and thin it out. So, like when it's now it's that it's thinning, like the sun's getting hotter. Like well, the weather's getting a lot hotter. Um, different areas around the world are having weird, unknown natural disasters or weather changes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it plays a big role. Yeah. So how long have you been thinking about this, about climate change? Um, honestly, I was, I didn't really necessarily understand what climate change, I don't think was until like high school, like towards like the end of high school. Mm-hmm. But I was aware of like issues of like, I guess, in a sense of like water quality or pollution. Um, and um, I guess like wildlife in a sense, like I was aware of like those things, but I didn't really understand how it all connected to one another and how it mm-hmm. affected us as people until really college. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've gotten like some ideas since like growing up, um, like in middle school and, and on, but I didn't really understand it until college. Mm-hmm. So, so then, okay, so then when you're sitting in classes, learning about climate change, when you're, you know, hearing about climate change in wherever, whatever spaces you hear about it, when you're maybe talking to your friends about it, or just, you know, hearing about it, um, what emotions or feelings come up for you when you think about that? With climate change in general, just thinking about it, it's just, 
I don't know, it has me really concerned, like, will we be here in, like, 30 years, or what's it going to be like? Is that even feasible? Because, like, we have different, <laughs> like, over Twitter and social media, like, oh, the world's going to end, it's going to break down. Like, people are dramatic, and they always have jokes, and it's, like, underlying it, it's just some concerns, like, how is it going to be, like, with the amount of pollution that we're putting into the waters, the environment and like with climate change now like how are we going to be affected later on well you kind of anticipated my next question because i was going to ask what do you think the world will be like 20 or 30 years from now honestly i don't know <laughs> and that's what scares me like i i it's getting hotter and hotter it's getting actually kind of ridiculous i remember I think it was either the summer before coming to college or the summer after in the bay Actually, no, it was, I think it was like 2020. It was just stupid hot out there. I wasn't even home, but I could just see like on the news, like it was red, the sky for so long, like because of all the wildfires um, mm -hmm. happening up there. It's just really concerning because it's like when people say, oh, it's going to burn down, like I wouldn't be surprised with California always catching on fire every other year. Um, I'm not really sure how it's going to be like. I feel like. I don't know in regards to climate change and how fast things are going to progress. As far as you're concerned, based on your life experience or the things that you know, what impact does race have on how people are affected by climate change, if any? Um, I think it has a high, high impact on how people are affected because, I mean... Like I was saying earlier, like the more affordable places will be where it's higher pollution or just not environmentally friendly areas. Like my mom was willing to go have a home by a CNH factory just because it was more affordable to live. And that's mm -hmm. with a lot of people. And that like over the years that affects like people um, and their health, um, like children are more susceptible to having asthma. Um, mm -hmm or other health issues growing up later on, skin issues. Um, I'm not sure how, like, long-term, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, it, like, people start developing cancer after being mm -hmm. exposed to that for so long. But, um, like, I, like, those who are white, like, it's, so, it's funny because, like, I'm taking a housing policy class right now for Public Policy 101, and we talk about NIMBY not in my backyard. It's, like, all of these, I don't really see why people allowing like major corporations or major warehouses, pollution, pollutants come into their neighborhood and, mm -hmm. you know, pollute because they have more of a higher say because they want to have more money into their white. Like they're more listened to than people of color mm -hmm. or the low income people. So, Absolutely. So in that case, it's interesting, right? Because you start off by saying you definitely want to have at least one child. Um, but then everything that you've said since then, it's kind of like there are all these reasons to not have a child or at least to be worried or concerned. Um, so I don't know how to formulate this next question, but it's kind of something along the lines of even in the midst of all of those challenging things that you're thinking about, what keeps you still feeling like you want to be a parent someday? Um. I don't know. I feel like I could probably raise really good children for one. 
um, to they could be like next world leaders um, if that's what they would like to do. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. I think these issues are still going to be around. Like there's always going to be some type of problem, but I don't know. I still I still do. Just I want them. Like I want kids, and it's just like. And it also scares me because I just, I always think to myself that like, am I being selfish by bringing kids into this world knowing how things are? Mm-hmm. Or like, is it the right thing to do? Like, I want them, but I just don't know if it's what my, my wants, like my selfishness, like is worth bringing them into the world. Like that's something I really think about all the time. Like, am I being mm-hmm. selfish? Like, is that wrong? Because like, what if they suffer? Like, and I know it's like a lot of kind of like what ifs, like hypothetical questions, but mm-hmm. that, that's what I really do think about. Like, am I being too selfish? And does that conversation ever come up with your friends? Um, I think, well, sometimes, like, because, like, when my friends would talk about, like, oh, I want, like, to have this kid, like, I'm going to raise my kid, like, this, this, and this, they're going to have this, this, and this. But then, like, when issues come up and stuff, they're like, is that kind of selfish, though, like, to to bring kids in with all of this going on? So, yeah, but, like, and then we just, we all just get stuck, like, dang, is it selfish? Just thinking to ourselves. Yeah. So I wonder in those conversations or even just in your thinking to yourself, by yourself, um, is the focus on having a biological child or do you ever think about or talk about like fostering or adoption? Oh, I do talk about fostering and adoption. Um, my friend, <laughs> he always talks about how many kids he wants. He's like, oh yeah, I'm going to adopt like kids from different ethnicities. He's, um, he's Haitian. So he speaks, um, Creole. So he said he's going to teach like <laughs> them all Creole and they're going to have them speaking different languages and he, he gets so excited about it mm. um so yeah I'd be considering consider adopting because I know like the foster care system isn't necessarily the greatest um and it doesn't really always support the kids inside of it mm-hmm. the system so I wouldn't be against adopting at all mm. um yeah. <laughs> that answers your question. Yes, it does. So I'm curious, um, again, so it sounds like you've got lots of reasons, you know, for concern. Um, and you also have reasons why you still also want to be a parent. From your perspective, what kinds of things are necessary or what kinds of things can be done or should be done to create the kind of future where you would be hopeful or optimistic about having a child? Um, I guess, I don't know, like, I guess starting with, like, accountability um, from, like, our governments. Um, I have a lot of friends telling me they want to move out the country because it's just a lot better. Their governments take their people seriously, in a sense, but I'm not really versed in international relations like that, but... I think accountability would be a great step um, in the, like to giving me peace, like with legislatures and politicians actually keeping their word and like what they're going to do and how they support us. I think that's one a great step to give me hope. Another step is just affordability um, with things like you can keep continue to keep increasing the cost of 
living, but if you're not going to help with wages as well, then I don't really see that. If, yeah, if the, ho- if the gap between the cost of living and the earned income doesn't change within however many years and it keeps getting drastically different, then um, that would make me hopeful. Like if it, if it starts to close and decrease, then I feel like that would bring me peace and hope um, with climate change for one. Like, I don't know, I guess regulating the amount, I don't know how the regulations work with, at least with the warehouses and these factories that keep popping up everywhere. Um, if those were, I feel like if that was more regulated um, and not forced for a lot of predominantly people of color neighborhoods, I feel like I'd be more hopeful in that sense or at least cracking down on these corporations and more than just taxing them with certain patents um, for polluting, like something that's actually going to make them, okay, let me actually reconsider doing that or making more technology that's affordable or yeah they're more sustainable overall for people to even use afford and that pollution or pollutants don't need to necessarily keep being used and in your own world in your own life um are there any sort of actions that you take uh to address climate change um hopefully in my career <laughs> i mean after i graduate and stuff i have to figure it out but yeah i would love to work for like a nonprofit um or somewhere along those lines where i'm working with environmental policy um or any type of advocate policy in a sense that helps with with that or just taking things into my own hands like living a more sustainable lifestyle Jen, does covid at all the pandemic factor into how you feel about the world or bringing children into it um actually yeah it does because um i don't know just observing how people have taken this seriously like i remember in the beginning of the pandemic they're like it's just like the flu it'll just come and go and i'm just like i don't think so but okay (laughs) and then as the (laughs) pandemic continued it just progressively progressively worse worsened um i think it's made me consider very carefully like about healthcare at least because um, a lot of places like well all of society doesn't care because it's capitalism like they just care about making money like people who like fast food workers all of a sudden became essential workers in the pandemic but they don't want to pay them high enough um, to earn a living so yeah it's definitely made me consider like at least with yeah, with definitely with kids, like, do I really want to bring kids? Like, if this is how they're going to take healthcare seriously. Absolutely. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you want to make sure to include? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I feel like we talked about a lot of different things. Um, I feel like, I guess. Yeah, I think I think we talked about a lot of different things, but I think maybe just to emphasize like housing, and I know it's not necessarily like a direct climate change or environment issue, but I still think it could still affect the environment um, in a way because you know the forest fires live on the streets. Um, the can be passed a lot easier. These people just can't be like can't afford to live. 
That's our episode. Thank you for listening to Climate Anxiety and the Kid Question. And please be sure to join us again.